ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय Due to anxieties and long separation, they all cry out in affection, and you, Dhyashtriya, then arrange to offer sitting accommodations and a reception. Now read the translation of text 6 and text 7 both. Grihe shatram api praptam vishvasto akuto bhayam. If even an enemy is received at home, he should be received in such a way that he will be completely <coughs> trusting and free of fear. Srila Prabhupada often quoted this from Chanakya. When we say Chanakya, it's not just Chanakya's opinion. It's a collection of quotes from Shastra. All this is... Uh, Hitopadesh, it's also instructions encoded within stories. But the uh, important points, they're all taken from Shastra. This sounds, uh, this idea of receiving an enemy graciously doesn't sound very practical, especially if we're talking about mortal enemies. You know what a mortal enemy is? Mortal? Mortal enemy means someone you want to kill. Enemies who want to kill each other. The normal meaning of Mortal is someone who's subject to death, but it's a, it's a different context. Well, it does mean the same thing, but in a different context. So, uh, we see that on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, there was a specific time for fighting from sunrise to sunset. And after sunset, the Kauravas and the Pandavas would mix, they would go to each other's tents, Rest, relax, joke together. Oh, not joke together, but at least they would, be, they would speak in gracious terms. The next day they'd be back to trying to kill each other and actually killing each other. This as I said, this doesn't seem very practical. If someone, you've been trying to kill him all day, and then he comes to your place at night without any weapons, they would come without any weapons, then you can just very easily kill him. And then your problem solved. The Kauravas... They wanted to kill Yudhishthira and the Pandavas, they wanted to kill Duryodhana. So if Yudhishthira came to Duryodhana's tent unarmed, then it would seem to make sense that Duryodhana would just kill him. But even Duryodhana didn't do that. Everything was called Dharma-yudha. And as a, yeah, means it was fought for the sake of Dharma. At least from Yudhishthira's standpoint, it was for the sake of karma. Duryodhana, he might have also, in his perverted way, have considered that it was for the sake of dharma. It's my right to be on the throne, he thinks. So, uh, as atheists never tire of pointing out, in the history of the world, many battles have been fought in the name of religion. And that continues to the present day. And many atrocities have been committed in the name of religion. But Dharma Yudha means not only fought for the sake of religion, but fought according to the rules of religion. There are certain rules, 
such as uh, you, you should fight with an opponent of equal merit and strength. And actually, although uh, the Battle of Kurukshetra was mostly fought according to the rules, both sides violated them in the course of the battle. The uh, Kauravas by... Uh, well, who can give an example? Yeah, uh, that's the one I thought of, by killing Abhimanyu there. So how many was it? Eight Maharatis sur- surrounded him and uh, killed him, even though he was just a young boy. And there's one more. In very well. Let's go back. Like that's Pandavas. Well, we know Krishna incited uh, Arjuna to kill Karna when Karna was uh, not on his chariot, <coughs> standing down from his chariot, not, not holding his weapon. So that's most famous. The uh, the Narova Kunjarova the Maybe a man, maybe an elephant. The uh, Ashvatamahata Itigaja, this famous incident of Yudhishthir calling out Ashvatama is killed. That's also a pretty borderline case. Yeah, he did say it was an elephant. Definitely there there was the intent to uh, mislead his guru. In fact, Arjun, he didn't want to fight at all in the beginning, saying it was against the principles of dharma to fight <coughs> to fight against the gurus who are all great personalities uh, to try to, to kill them but then uh, those of brahmin caste who are fighting they were also regularly castigated during the fight for fighting when they were brahmins also, who were they? Dronacharya hmm? is the most famous Ashvatthama. Ashvatthama. Ravana. Ravana? No, he's not in Kurukshetra. He's already been killed. Only in Kurukshetra. Well, his name came up just two, three shlokas ago, two days ago. Kripacharya. Kripacharya. He's another one. Um, What about... uh, how Bhima killed Duryodhana by striking him below the belt. And he uh, even after that he did something which no one approved of, even Krishna. Yeah. He, he fled on the yeah, he, he kicked he kicked Duryodhana when Duryodhana was lying on the ground yeah. and just dying. He kicked him in the head. So there was that was it. Duryodhana finished, everyone dead, but the worst was yet to come. Namely Ashvatthama, not killing not only the sons of uh, well, the sons of the Pandavas they they weren't, yeah, sons of Draupadi you can say Um, but killing many others also in their sleep Dhristadyumna, he was killed like that so this was was completely against the rules of Dharma but the rule is Grihe Shatramapi Praptam Vishvasta Akuto Bhayam. One should receive even enemies graciously. So, in English there's a saying, all's fair in love and war. No rules, that's what it means. There's no rules. Everyone knows there's rules for love and war. And it's only a recent phenomena, for instance, that uh, civilians are targeted 
during wars. This was started during the American Civil War. Otherwise, nowhere in the world were civilians targeted, at least among people who had any sense of uh, religion and honor. The civilians, they were, they were not uh, victimized. The Dharma Yudha, that term is known in India, and uh, one word which has recently uh, become well-known all over the world, even outside the Muslim world, is jihad. So if you go to Saudi Arabia and say jihad, people know what it means, it's an Arabic word. Nowadays, if you speak in America, among American people who are born in America, Christians, and say jihad, they also know what it means. So jihad is supposed to mean something like dharma yudha, or a war for the sake of establishing religion. But uh, it's not the those persons who call themselves Muslims and who have declared jihad against the non-Islamic world, um, well, they certainly don't, don't follow the uh, Vedic principles of war. What is called terrorism is certainly not uh, anything like Dharma Yudha. It's supposed to be the sake of religion, but it's not according to a religious method. Actually, nothing good can come of terrorism. Even most people can understand that. You don't have to be a philosopher to understand that. Now, even if theoretically, just speaking theoretically, if the jihad was successful and everyone in the world was either converted to Islam or blown to pieces, uh, well, they still wouldn't... What would be the benefit, actually? The... uh, the uh, principles which Islam is uh, supposed to espouse, that uh, they would, they they wouldn't be able to establish any peaceful religious state because they, they would, being accustomed to such foul means, they would simply among themselves fight and keep on blowing each other up. So religion will not come from terrorism. Only only more terrorism will come from terrorism. Now, speaking about terrorism, Srila Prabhupada, he uh, commented on this, that if people's culture is like that, if people are like animals, then what can you expect? In the jungle, which is full of wild animals, uh, the different animals, the ferocious animals are attacking each other and killing each other. The lion is called the king of the animals, but he doesn't have any rules that if some animal is... uh, weak, then you shouldn't kill him. He's a king, but he's the king of the animals. A king of humans is sometimes called sin, or like a lion. But there is a distinction, because uh, a lion is a lion, and he's an animal, and a man, he may have lion-like qualities, but he shouldn't be like an animal. So if men are accustomed to victimizing and killing millions of Uh, weak animals simply for the sake of their tongues then terrorism must be the result people are horrified by terrorism I am horrified you don't have a word for that experience uh, 
horror. That is, uh, it's not Vidu. Uh, hmm? Ever word for that? Vidi, Vidi. Vidi. Purit. It means oppressed. That's in Puritan. That's in North Indian languages or Sanskrit. So, uh, just like recently in Bombay, there were bomb blasts and people killed and people uh, that were uh, mentally tortured and maybe physically tortured before they were killed. And it's horrible. The same people all, all over the world who are expressing that this is something very bad, they'll be uh, at their dinner table eating some meat and saying, how bad is this terrorism? And they'll be, they don't think that the animal has been tortured throughout his life and mercilessly slaughtered. They take the young calves away from their mothers and and then sometimes they slaughter the mother in front of the calf or vice versa. And in India, where there's supposed to be a culture of cow protection, there, there are very few cows that live uh, natural, they live their whole life and then die. Only those that make it to some gosh, to some Jane Goshala or something like this. Otherwise, every one of them is slaughtered. How many tens of thousands or, of cows are slaughtered in India daily? In abortion, that's also slaughter, genocide. Genocide uh, means there's so many being killed. Genocide means mass murder. Actually, in America, people are, in general, you could say, in many places, it seems in most places where I go, they're, so they're, they're very polite and friendly. They, uh, when I was a child, America was famous for being, Americans were famous for being very rough in their behavior, but it seems they made an effort to change that. And actually, they're very polite and friendly and nice people. That's my general experience. And actually, in most places in the world, even today, we'll find that most people, if you deal with them in a fairly decent way, they'll reciprocate in the same way. Most people are quite nice, or at least they're not grossly... uh, grossly badly behaved most people if you if you're polite with them they'll reciprocate in the same way in all the, over the world but they don't know or they don't think what they're doing when they're eating meat it's been very bad propaganda for i mean it's embedded in the cultures many cultures all over the world that it's good to eat meat and people don't think there's anything wrong with it but still they have to suffer the consequences. So this knowledge, people need to know. I mean, people are nice, but they're doing very not nice things. And actually, if you tell them that you shouldn't eat meat, they might stop being nice to you. They might not be so nice to you also. So what should we do? Declare jihad. Kill all the meat eaters. Srila Prabhupada, he didn't approve of such tactics. When Srila Prabhupada was personally present, there were two... Devotees, I mean, they weren't initiated. They were in some kind of break-off group from ISKCON. There was in, there were break-off groups even at that time, even in Prabhupada's presence. <laughs> and uh, they died when they, the, the bomb they were making exploded in their home. They were planning to blow up a slaughterhouse. 
But when Srila Prabhupada was informed, he didn't approve of that, that we should go around blowing up slaughterhouses. Even once in uh, Back to Godhead magazine, they made one edition in Britain, only for distribution in Britain. They only did it once. And uh, in that magazine, they showed all kinds of horrible things. There was a pictorial history of Christ, short pictorial history of Christianity, which showed how all the different Christians were torturing and killing each other, which is actually the main history of Christianity, and uh, showed scenes from animal slaughterhouses. So it's quite, it's quite horrible, actually, quite horrifying. Uh, this tactics of showing. Scenes from slaughterhouses that's used by an organization based in America, all over the world, called Peter. How's it pronounced? Peter <coughs> People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, and they show slaughterhouse scenes. And after seeing this, many people think, "I don't ever want to eat meat again." But Shula Prabhupada, he didn't approve of this kind of thing being in back to God. He said we should show beautiful pictures of Krishna. So the idea is that by a higher culture we should uh, conquer the lower culture, not not come down to the same level, because if we come down to that level, uh, then we won't. Uh, what do we have to offer? Once Srila Prabhupada was on a flight from from or to South Africa, and uh, the South Africa rugby team, rugby is a kind of sport. They were in the same plane, and rugby players are known to be uh, quite rough in their behavior. I mean, the game itself is quite rough. I don't exactly know the rules, but you wonder why they even bother with a ball. They might as well just have a fight. So uh, anyway, in those days, smoking was allowed in planes, and they were all smoking, even though they were in the non-smoking section of the plane. So Srila Prabhupada's secretary, Krishna Krishna Swami, he... He protested to the rugby players, but the, you, you shouldn't smoke in the no smoking section. But Shit. they didn't care at all, they just went on smoking. So then Pushta Krishna Swami wanted to complain to the stewardess, that's like the uh, authority on the plane. But Prabhupada restrained him. Srila Prabhupada said, if we can't tolerate them, we're no better than them. Uh, actually, when I heard this, I thought that, well, maybe still Pushta Krishna Swami could have. You know, politely pursued the matter further because it was an inconvenience to Srila Prabhupada. Although Srila Prabhupada may have wanted to been prepared to tolerate it, but uh, Pushta Krishna Swami, he may have also been prepared to tolerate it, but he might have thought that for Prabhupada's sake we should try to do something. Anyway, that's a fine point. Uh, in the, I'm it, certainly not blaming Pushta Krishna Swami, so he's so fortunate to have that service to Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada's very pleased with his service. But uh, Srila Prabhupada, even though he was very strong in his preaching, in his... Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. It's, uh, he would uh, deal with people Sometimes he was very strong with individuals also, but uh, he would deal with people in, in a way that uh, they were charmed, and not, not by some, uh, yeah, not by some superficial method, but uh, actually Srila Prabhupada loved everyone. That's oh, he gave a garland, Cain gave a garland and left. 
she had told him to put it at the end of class and he might have sacrificed. Even then he might not have been able to hear anything. There may be some people who they 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 don't hear even though they may be superficially present. Mm. So anyway, this point, this uh, this very high culture uh, that uh, people of higher consciousness will appreciate that. People of low consciousness, they like rock and roll music, for instance. In modern India, you hear this boom, 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 this, this kind of beat. Of, it appeals to a very low class emotion. So the Christian conscious movement is supposed to uh, uplift human society by offering a genuinely better way of life. Those ideas which are there in uh, good ideas which are there in other cultures, they are uh, in their best form in the Vedic culture. Even this jihad, the the concept in and of itself is not all bad. If you think that uh, that this religion and belief in God, this is the best way, then we should try to bring that to everyone. So the idea is not intrinsically bad, but its modern manifestation is usually not very good at all. But that spirit can be brought to the highest point by, first of all, understanding what it is that we should be so dedicated to? What is the highest principle? And by being completely uh, dedicated, even at the expense of this mortal frame, even at the expense of our bodily life, to uh, uh, spread that message. So Iskon should also declare jihad. We won't stop until everyone's chanting Hare but we're not going to shoot anyone or kill them or blow them up. Our weapons are Srila Prabhupada's books. Kirtan, Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Krishna Prasadam, that's one to get people smiling. And uh, also, if devotees, uh, they behave on this high level of culture, that's also very impressive. So, okay, Jihad. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Any question or comment, please? No cutting off people's heads. Uh, it's mentioned that we should uh, receive the even the enemy in the craziest way. And if we don't do so, what is the result of that? Uh, well, the result is, it, it's a dharma. And the result of a dharma is uh, never auspicious. It, there may not be an immediate result. But uh, one has to suffer for violating the principles of dharma, either in this life or a future life. Some of these movies, we sometimes use for preaching. It's showing animals being slaughtered. So it shouldn't be used for preaching. Yeah, said in Tamil, should we, should we use movies showing animals being slaughtered for preaching? Well, uh, according to that indication from Srila Prabhupada, which I was quoting, that's uh, not... Should probably didn't approve of this, so I would say no. Even and though it does have the effect in seems some cases at least of people not wanting to eat meat after that. I mean, you could do all kinds of ghastly things. You could <coughs> you could walk around with dripping aborted fetus fetuses and to preach against abortion. 
But it seems that such uh, ghastly tactics were not approved by Srila Prabhupada. Generally, when Vishnavasas, my general people also, when devotees are offended by general people, like Srila Prabhupada was in one sense offended by these people who are smoking. So, that time you should tolerate, or I mean, Srila Prabhupada said to tolerate, what should be our duty? Should we tolerate if people are smoking? No, not only smoking, but they are like blaspheming devotees and similar things. Blaspheming devotees. Well, it's not blaspheming devotees and smoking in the presence of devotees are not, you know, it's not the same thing. We shouldn't shouldn't equate the two things as being the same. Should should we tolerate uh, an itch on my ear or should I tolerate. cancerous tumor. I mean, the two things are very different. One's much more serious than the other. It's an example of absurd, illogical thinking. Srila Prabhupada said to tolerate smoking, so if someone blasphemed Srila Prabhupada or attempted to (coughs) physically attack him, we should tolerate that. It's it's not a valid analogy. But we quote Srila Prabhupada's behavior and utterances because he is the Acharya, and he teaches by his example, which we're supposed to uh, imbibe the same understanding and act according to them. Uh, you can, in this case, uh, you, you can ask them to stop, but if they don't, then what could you... I mean, it was, anyway, it's very unlikely that those rugby players are going to stop smoking, whatever anyone said, because, because you know, they're very boisterous kind of people and they take pleasure in uh, in, uh, just doing what they like. So no two circumstances are exactly the same, but in such a circumstance you could ask them to stop and if they don't, then what can you do? Then you have to tolerate. Otherwise you just get in a big shouting match and they don't stop, but but, uh, they won't stop anyway. And uh, what did you gain from, from getting in a shouting match with them? Hare Krishna. Shrimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Hare Krishna.